creating award-winning entries. And of course, a lot of us know now about the Liberty Radio Awards. So can we all give a warm welcome to Lance Rothschild, who is the CEO of the Liberty Radio Awards. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for attending the session and for being here. Thank you to Radio Days Africa for the honor of uh, allowing me this presentation. It's lovely to see you all in the room. And there's several uh, Liberty Radio Awards recipients and honorees here. Uh, some of our Hall of Famers, lots of stations that have won, and people, individuals that have won awards, uh, some of our bright stars as well. So fantastic to have you all here today. So let's just have a look at the highlights from, from this last year's Radio Awards. I'm not that good at getting this thing to play, so just bear with me. It's one of these wonderful computer things. It takes a second or two. It's a big file. Liberty Radio Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. It's indeed an honor to be here and to welcome you to the 2018 Liberty Radio Awards. Tonight, we celebrate an industry we all love as we honor and celebrate those who raise the bar in keeping us informed and entertained. Tonight, we celebrate the eighth edition of the Liberty Radio Awards, and it has been a privilege for me, I'm a self-confessed radio addict, to witness at such close hand the exceptional talent within this industry. Radio connects people across different ages, genders, races, and geographies. It is the most powerful medium of communication on our continent. that challenge our entire being so that we can grow and change our perception. Liberty, thank you so much. Sorry, the audio and video is a bit out of sync. Uh, it works very well on the website, this. Guys are going to click out of that video. I hate it when the audio and video is out of sync. I apologize for that. It's uh, not anyone else's fault but mine. It's a really old computer. It belongs to a really old guy. Uh, so the objectives of the Radio Awards are, have, are, they have always been and they will be, to present a credible, well-judged and transparent program 
that promotes and recognizes excellence in radio. Okay? Why do we do it? To ensure that radio remains one of South Africa's foremost media choices. About 93% of the population in this country is impacted by radio on a weekly basis. It's one of the highest radio penetrations in the world, okay, in terms of population. Let's keep it up there. Um, and the only way we'll keep it up there in the face of all the competitive uh, aspects that are coming our way, be it internet, be it smartphone, be it whatever, is by making great radio. We, and so the awards reward individuals and organizations who combine talent, which is necessary, hard work, which is essential, and skill to ensure that their listeners are compelled. And it secures the future of radio and the radio industry by raising the bar and celebrating those who keep us informed and entertained, because that's ultimately what radio does, keeps people informed and entertained. The outcome this year, we had received 1,864 entries, over 135 stations and organizations entered, over 180 hours of contiguous audio. So if, if I pressed play on the first entry, audio piece to now, in a week exactly and a, and a half a day, we would finish listening to the audio, end to end. It's a lot of audio. 77 winners acknowledged on the night. Okay? Great event. The cool thing about the Radio Awards is that the entire industry gets together and celebrates being in radio, celebrates our love for the medium of radio, and it's a really, really good evening. But that doesn't tell you how to get there. So how do we get there? Obviously, make great radio and radio entries. I'll come to the entries at the end of it. I just want to explain. I get a lot of questions about adjudication and about the entire adjudication process. So I'm going to labor it a little bit. A lot of the data here is also available on the Radio Awards website. My contact details appear at the end of the presentation. Please feel free to contact me with questions at any time with regards to the Radio Awards. We recruit the adjudication panel from people whom we respect across the industry and some people who are no longer in the industry but who have served the industry well and the marketing and advertising industry. Okay? And we allocate tasks according to where we see people's ha people having their specific uh, strengths. We allocate the adjudication tasks very, very specifically um, and, and we look at certain aspects of each adjudicator when we're allocating the tasks. We also do it to avoid things like conflict of interest. This is a very difficult thing to see, but I'm just going to show you. This is a, a snapshot of a little bit of it. I create a spreadsheet. I take, run across the top of it, every single category and every single subcategory. So afternoon drive presenter, I'll break it up into campus, community, commercial. Um, just for those from PBS, next year it looks like we'll have PBS separate to commercial again. Um, that's the aim. Uh, that's the approach and that's the feedback we've had from a lot of the stations directly. So that's in all likelihood going to happen. Um, unless I have a major objection from uh, higher powers within, uh, within the corporation. But so uh, it would break up campus, community, PBS, commercial. I then take an adjudicator, let's say adjudicator A, they, they would be along this line here, the names of the adjudicators. Take adjudicator A, he works for a PBS station. He will not judge any PBS entries. Commercial does not judge commercial. Community does not judge community. Uh, campus does not judge campus. There are one or two categories where everything is combined, like business and finance show. I then look at someone who's outside of a station. So that there can be no bias, because um, that's, that's really, really critical. So we avoid conflicts of interest that way. Adjudicators all work independently on an online system. It's a very highly developed system. I don't know, those of you who saw our entry system this year, our adjudication system uh, has been developed along similar lines. Adjudicators work independently of one another. That's so that 
you don't have two people or ten people in a room and one of them is a really strong personality and he believes that show A should win, two other guys think well, show B should win but they get put upon by the strong personality and so that's not really a consensus. It's a, a bit of a, a dictatorship. So we prefer it for people to work, work individually in their own space, listening in their own time. Um, adjudicators are instructed to judge only those entries that they can and to avoid any conflict. So assuming that I'm adjudicating a category and one of the entrants, just by the way, I don't adjudicate anything because of my position as CEO of the awards, but assuming I was, and one of the entrants is a former colleague of mine from a radio station I worked at in the past, and we got on really well. I would not judge his entry or her entry for the specific reason. I'd leave that score blank, but it doesn't prejudice them because of the way this, the, the, the system works. I have had this checked out by uh, three firms, of in, three independent audit firms who have said the system is more than fair and reasonable. So no conflict of interest. We make sure... So if I see, by way of example, that a judge from a community station has marked a community entry, not that it should happen, but if it has crept, crept through the system, I will remove those scores to ensure that there is no potential hint of impropriety. Um, the scoring is according to uh, criteria per category. I'll run through those briefly shortly, and again, all that kind of data is available on the website. And the rubric that with the details of each of those criteria is actually in front of the adjudicator on each entry they score. So they actually are looking at that. The system precludes now incorrect, in submission, uh, incorrect submissions. So you can't score on any of the criteria. You cannot score someone zero because that would really throw the, the results out. So if it's really bad, they'll score a one. Okay? But you have to actually have done something. If you don't take any action there as an adjudicator, it will mark it as an incorrect submission and it will highlight as an incomplete adjudication on your um, uh, dashboard and you won't be able to close off that category. The system averages the scores out. So earlier I said that you can choose not to adjudicate a particular entry for whatever reason. It doesn't prejudice the entrant because what will happen is that that entrant will be averaged by the number of adjudicators that scored it. Okay, that's the fairest way that the system can work, particularly with the complexities of our country and our, of our industry. The key adjudication criteria per category, so for the bulk of the categories, the show and presenter categories, four key criteria. Creativity, are you doing stuff in an innovative, different way, or are you doing the old tried and tested, uh, tried and tested techniques? Just by the way, this is all available. Anyone wants a copy of this presentation, I'll cut out the big video because it's 100 and something megs, but everything else I'll make available as well. There's nothing, there's nothing here that's a secret. Uh, creativity, is it different? Are you doing good old boring back announce, time check, throw forward weather? Or are you actually throwing something of creative value into the presentation? Your actual presentation, okay, what do you sound like to the listener? Are you compelling listening? Are you good listening? Are you saying I'm an R a lot? Because that is something, I'm an old fart, okay? It really grates me when I hear I'm an R on radio. So what are you doing? How are you presenting your material? The value there, we talk about the value to the listener. Does the listener walk away feeling affirmed? Do they have, wow, that was great. I'm glad I listened to XYZFM this morning because I got great value from it. And ultimately the production, and I'm not talking about the production of your entry. So don't think, okay, I'm going to take this entry, I'm going to put swirls, post-production, going to make this thing really hop, 
In fact, this is going to be a cool demo. That's what I'm going to send in. I'm listening to the on-air production. So are you using sound effects to good effect? What are you doing to paint pictures in the mind of your listener? To make them say, wow, that was effing good radio. Okay? So that's, where, that's the kind of stuff we're looking at. Community project. We look at creativity. So is this something that's been done before? How are you using it to impact your community? The effectiveness of it. What is the overall effect? Are you raising money? You know, a small station might not, a uh, small community station in a, shall we say, financially challenged area might not raise millions of rands, but the amount of money that they raise might have a bigger impact in the hearts and minds of their community than a mega campaign that uh, uh, raises uh, substantial sums of money. Sorry, I've lost the projector. It's a. Uh I think I've lost power somewhere, but I lost power many years ago. <laughs> Don't tell, give him the curry. Um, sorry. Uh, so, creativity, um, effectiveness, value, and the production execution. Is it stuff that actually capturing the minds of your, of your market, of your, of your listeners, and uh, ensuring that they are actually compelled to be part of your station, to be um, listening to your station and involved with you. Um, newsreaders, we look at the presentation. Too many newsreaders, too many stations don't focus on the content. Quite frankly, on a lot of commercial and even some of the community stations, they're too busy having fun and they don't read their bulletins before they go to air. Preparation and presentation is really critical. So we look at presentation and things like pronunciation. Okay, we don't expect, I mean, we have to deal with particularly sports, a hell of a lot of difficult names. I feel sorry for the guys doing the, you know, some of the World Cup games with Croatia and some of those names there, everything ending in itch and you know, etc. So th those are quite difficult, but have you made an effort to learn the, the pronunciation? Capital cities of various countries, are you pronouncing Quebec? Quebec or is it Quebec? Okay, those kind of things. We're listening out for that to find that you're doing it well. The pace. You're not entering a race when you do a news bulletin, but by the same token, you're not reading a funeral notice either. What kind of pace are you doing it at? The ease of listening. Can I decode what you're saying comfortably whilst doing something else? Driving a car, in the traffic, navigating, swearing at the cops, whatever it is. Okay? And the credibility. Does, do you come across as someone with... Credibility. If you're trying to make jokes in the news bulletin, don't. News is, not, news is a serious matter. Multi-channel, pretty much the same. Creativity, the mix of channels and elements. We'll try and look at that. How you've enhanced the brand and identity of the station. And ultimately, the production. Promotion, stunt, and event. The effectiveness of it. How did it impact your audience and your station brand? The creativity, what is new and innovative about it? The value to your station, your brand, and your listeners. And of course, how did you execute on, on the event? Radio innovation, we really look at two things, creativity and value, particularly to the radio industry. Radio innovation doesn't only have to be about on-air stuff, but stuff that innovates, that adds value to the radio industry. So you know, look for certain technology um, submissions in the future as well. And then the station imaging, obviously creativity and originality. We don't want every station to sound the same. Some stations really spend a lot of money, do some Great work on, on uh, imaging. 
How does it enhance the brand and identity of, of the station? When I listen to the station, as soon as I hear your imaging, does your imaging sound like your station? And does it carry your brand values through it and the production? So those are the key criteria that we brief the adjudicators on. The minimum standard we're looking for as adjudicators is excellent radio. I was chatting to one of the gentlemen, I don't think he's in this room, but we were chatting last night, the guy from Ireland, Nile, and he was saying he's going to go home and judge their radio awards right now. And he says it's remarkable how the best rises to the top. Well, guess what it happens here as well. The best rises to the top. As I said earlier, we talk about creativity, presentation, value to the listener, and production. The key question I want to know is, is it compelling? Is it the kind of stuff I'm going to want to listen to again? Are you the kind of presenter show station that I'm going to make part of my regular diet? The one other thing is that the adjudicators are instructed very specifically. Only judge the submission. I don't give a damn how big your reputation is, who you are, what a big name you are. If you send me crap as a submission, you're not going to get through. We had it in about 2013 where a substantial name, no longer on commercial radio, sent an entry through, which was actually his own view of a piss take on the radio awards. And it got slammed because it was actually crap. He was capable, I know the individual, he was capable of absolutely scooping the awards with a lot of the work that he did, but he sent a crap submission. We did not judge him on what we know him to be capable of. We judged him on what we received, because otherwise it would be unfair on other, other entrants. The other thing is that you must remember that adjudicators may not hear you every day. They may not live in your city. Um, if you, you know, unless you're a national broadcaster, there's not a lot of them around. If you're a national broadcaster, they probably have a better opportunity to hear you. Otherwise, they don't live in your city. They're not necessarily going to hear you. So they've only got that submission. And there's obviously the motivation part of that submission that also is very, very important. Just once the adjudication is finished, we close off the adjudication system. The adjudicators are well aware of the cutoff time. I then get a downloaded sheet of all the results in all the categories. And I go through them. I do a first-pass audit. When I say I do a first-pass audit, I don't change anything. I make notes because I'm going to submit all of that to the, to, to the auditors. And I don't want to submit something to them that, doesn't, that, that, that they've now got to correct. I need to actually be able to say to them, in there, there's a problem. This is how I suggest we correct it. And then we agree, either agree on it or not. The auditors have the ability to tell me, no, you may not. Okay? And in fact, they're expected to tell me that. So make sure that the stuff is... It's not audited. They can't call it an audit because there's no financials to it but they do a complete review of all the data sets. And they go quite deep into it. They spend a week doing it. Um, and they look at the data sets to ensure that when we present, when we announce the finalists, the information we give is accurate. People ask me, how do people win Station of the Year? Well, the Station of the Year, then we take the, the, the results of the initial um, adjudication process. We look at how many entries the stations have submitted. We're not interested in the number. We're interested in the quality and the depth of their entries. We look at the station's on-air innovation in terms of their entries, um, the audience trends, and again, we use those as a, as a guideline. Uh, I said it yesterday, I made a comment about RAM, I maintain that comment, okay? So I do, but I do look at RAM because it's the only indicator we've got. But it's not, it's not the key def defining factor here. We look at the community outreach. The lady before me spoke about the fantastic work that Josie FM is doing. We look to see what kind of work you're doing within your community. What are you doing to be a better corporate citizen of radio in this country? Okay? For the radio industry and for the country or for your community. 
And that's not only for community stations, just by the way, commercial PBS stations. Also, what are you doing that impacts that's going to add value to the lives of your listeners? That's very critical to us. Then your target focus. How well focused are you on your target listener? Are you really broad and going scattergun approach? Or are you narrow focused? And what are you doing to impact and to, to shift audience patterns if you need to? And then we look at the overall X factor. You know, how cool is the station? What's it doing? It's marketing of itself. What is it doing in the broader industry? The impact that it's having, the statement it makes by its presence in the market is the X factor, I like to say. So that, that's really the, the adjudication of station of the year. So I'm going to give you some hints for your entry. First thing is do great work. For those of you, several of you have uh, attended my radio presentations before, and I talk about radio, as in R-A-D-I-O. What is radio? Real-time, audio, decision, influencing, opportunity. What's the first decision people make? The on-off switch. Second decision, volume control. Third decision, channel. And then they vacillate between channel and volume control. What are you doing to keep them locked on your channel, on your station? Today's uh, technology environment, it's a push of a button. In fact, you don't even have to move your hands off the steering wheel in your car to change station. So make sure that they don't change station, but they push up the volume. Okay? Do great radio, real-time audio decision-influencing opportunities. From a, a personal perspective, on a regular basis, you walk, you guys, you know, I don't have to tell professional broadcasters, you some days walk out of the studio and you know, today I rocked. That show was kick-off, so it was fantastic. Okay? Capture moments from that. Okay? And there's a reason I'll come back to it in a second, but capture them. Air check and re re review your work regularly against the rubric for your category. I've shown you the rubrics, and they are on the website, and if you do ever need them, I'll gladly send them to you. Air check, so once a month, once every two months, just look at your work and say, am I doing stuff that's creative? Uh, is the presentation good? Is the listener getting value out of it? How's that, how good? What could we do to enhance the production? Keep upping your game. Now, the reason I say capture and store moments of excellence, no one shoots for the bottom, okay? When we... When, you know, Cameron van der Berg doesn't arrive at the swimming pool at the Olympic Games and go, I really don't want to swim a personal best today. Okay? We all want to do our personal best. And the way to do your personal best is to focus on your last personal best and set that as the benchmark for where you're moving towards. Okay? So if you focus on the good stuff you do, you'll raise your game. Other thing I say is work on your entry early. We have a three-month window. Entries will open around the 30th of, August, uh, of October. Entries close about the 25th or 30th of January, somewhere around there. We haven't finalized the dates for next year. It's roughly a three-month window. I get 90% of the entries in the last 48 hours. Okay? Irrespective of when you submit, work on it early. Don't leave it that you're rushing at the last minute and going, did we have that great insert on the 10th of January or was it on the 12th of November? Okay? Know when you've, got, when you've done your good stuff. What I'd suggest is somewhere on your computers, create your own radio awards folder and start submitting your material to yourself. Because then you can give me your best bits. It doesn't have to be six minutes of contiguous audio. It can be six minutes of lots of great moments. It really depends on you. But remember, when you're submitting your entry, you're submitting a demo, you're submitting a, an audition tape to a very, very esteemed audience, and you want to make sure that you put your best foot forward. No one would want to do... You wouldn't want to put through, forward uh, a substandard audition. That is it about the Radio Awards. There's lots of time. I've been left 10 minutes odd for questions and answers. All, my, all the contact details you need are there. Please follow us on social media if you don't already. Uh, interact with us. 
If you need to email me, lance at libertyradioawards.co.za. My phone number is all over the internet, my mobile number. Uh, I respond to emails as quickly as possible. I do send my mobile number. Um, Please not sort of after 10 o'clock at night, between 10 o'clock and 4 in the morning, I do try and sleep. Um, But, yeah, be reasonable. But, uh, I mean, I did get calls last year and the year before on Christmas Day with questions about radio awards. As long as it's a reasonable time of day, I will take the call. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Lance. I think a lot of us now have uh, seen what we need to become winners in 2019, and hopefully we will be. And we've also discovered that Lance is not the right person to bribe to win next year, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, Any questions? Hey, um, I'm Tabang Mosalane, OFM. I want to know more about uh, the Bright Star category. Yeah. How do you go about with selecting uh, the recipients of the Bright Star category? Okay, so the Bright Star, um, we get uh, written submissions from generally the stations, the uh, station management. Um, uh, we call for written submission. The criteria are on the website, but it's generally someone under the age of 35, and it's people who potentially are going to impact the industry long term as well. Quite edifying for me has been to see several of our bright stars in station management roles over the years and you know, have grown substantially or are doing really cool stuff in the industry. But these are people who really take radio and their particular station to heart and take it forward. What happens then is that goes to a panel uh, and that, because it's a lot of reading. Can you imagine? I think this year Bright Stars and Hall of Fame was in excess of 100 entries. Um, and we've got to read them individually. Again, it's done individually. What happens is that the, the panelists, um, I, I will confess I am one of the panelists on Bright Stars, um, reads the, the submissions and we submit centrally. We, we collate all the, the suggestions. We normally say, give us your top six. And this year, I think we had 10 uh, <laughs> that resulted out of it. They were really good submissions. And so that's how they get uh, selected. Uh, and there's no specific measurement because you can't go, well, is it creative prese- presentation? We're looking at the contribution they make and their potential for the future. What, what I really would like to have is one day when I'm no longer involved directly in the radio awards, a bright star standing in my place. Someone who was a bright star standing here doing the radio awards. So I hope that's answered your question. I saw, sorry. Ma'am. Yes, yes, I just want to ask this question. Uh, it's on behalf of my colleague. I thought she's gonna, she was going to be here. Uh, it's on the adjudication part of it. Yes. Uh, like, what I believe is the material that we, one has to submit has to be out of creativity. And there's one station that uh, uh, submitted a, a, a drama. It was under drama category. Mm-hmm. The drama submitted was, the, was about a, a board feature, mm-hmm. the Magarapa City. Mm. So the station happened to win by having submitted that, which is not the station's brainchild. So I just want to understand how do they go about adjudicating, because that was a drama which was done elsewhere, not by the station itself. Okay. The bottom line is is that was the entry good radio? It didn't matter who created it. Was it great radio? We also do allow submission from production houses. Uh, I know exactly which one you're talking about. In fact, the owner of that content, the uh, intellectual property owner of the content is sitting here in the room. Um, But it was broadcast on that station. So even though they didn't create it, it did come through that station's channels. It has to be material in terms of the radio awards that was broadcast 
on broadcast radio, except for the uh, internet radio and podcast uh, 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 categories. And so it was attributed to the station, but quite frankly, was it good radio? Was it kind of stuff that people would listen out for on a regular basis? Did it stand up uh, to the criteria, the measurement criteria in its category? So that's, that's how it was adjudicated. The fact that it, yeah, ultimately the, the real kudos did, with all due respect, land with Ms. Joffe's uh, uh, and, and her, and her uh, colleagues' company and work. Um, but it was still a, a, a feature and a drama that is regularly tuned into. So I hope that, that, that has answered your question. We're, I think it was, oh, you're hiding behind the screen. Okay, I'll walk around so I can see you. NCRF. <laughs> Hi Lance, um, Hi. Garth from RTS, yes, Garth. Kimberly. Um, and Lance, these, these, these are obviously very prestigious awards and it would be wonderful um, if it was possible for everybody to participate. But the fact is that many of the community radio stations, as I'm sure you are aware, just can't actually afford it. Um, if you take a small station, for instance, the R, mm. who has to go now to the awards in Joburg, you're looking at 30,000 Rand for this station uh, which is a huge amount of money for them. Is there some plan that you could, at some stage or another, make? Maybe Liberty will throw some money at it to help disadvantaged radio stations. Goth, uh, yeah, I, I wish this was the first time I was hearing that question, but it's, uh, it's not. Um, it's unfortunate. You know, we, we have to have the radio awards somewhere, and the bulk of the industry is concentrated, with all due respect, in Gauteng which, and the offices. I don't even live in Gauteng, so I have to travel quite extensively as well. Um, with regards to the awards. Um, we don't charge for entry. Now, uh, I, was, I heard from someone yet, uh, this week, the Luris charge 4,000 Rand per entry. There's no fee for entering the awards. Um, so entering is not the issue. It's attending the actual event. And unfortunately, yeah, we do make certain concessions. We, we, we charge community stations less to attend the, the actual awards event. Uh, but to make concessions for individuals from a travel allowance, that perspective, it just doesn't exist in the budget. And, you know, I can't keep pushing Liberty for more and more money. As it is, you know, the awards, although it seems to be a relatively short program, Monday, I was in the, uh, Monday and Tuesday I was in the uh, Radio Awards offices here, planning, working, we're already working on a whole lot of the elements for next year's awards. It's a 12-month-a-year project. Although you know, there's seven months of real highlight, it's 12 months a year that we work this project. And so there's not a lot of fat in the budget. It's not like anyone's getting rich off these awards. And so it's not like I could rob from someone to pay for subsidizing tra transport and travel. I, do, I, I appreciate the difficulty. We do try and help and accommodate, but we can't, we can't subsidize. Not off the radio awards. So there's, there's other, other places that subsidies could be drawn from, but most certainly not from us. Ethan. Thanks, Lars. Um, Firstly, thank you so much for adding the podcasting and internet radio category. It's been a long time that people have been asking for that, so that is very cool. The only thing that I would like to understand a bit more about those categories is, for example, the podcasts. Um, Jacaranda podcasts their traffic, right? Yeah. Now they can technically get their podcast, they can submit their traffic bulletins yeah. as a podcast. Yeah. Wouldn't it make more sense if the podcast category was specifically focused on content that was created like for a podcast first and then gets rebroadcasted on air, just because there's not much distinction between any audio that gets podcast can now be answered, just, just because it's its own category. You make a very good point. It's a, an exceptionally good point. Generally, though, because also remember that there's a limit to the number of entries that the stations can submit. 
So I wouldn't see Jack Aranda as submitting their traffic no, reports. No, I'd, I don't. I'd, I'd look for them, just by, by, by way of example, let's go to Power FM. I'd look for them to submit uh, some of their documentaries that only get very limited broadcast into potentially the podcast category because they get a lot of podcast downloads. Yeah. And, and then just on a similar note, every terrestrial radio station has an online stream. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I could submit, or a, a terrestrial station could submit any of their shows under the internet radio category? No. No. Okay. It's, um, so what we're looking for is material, because we're saying the best internet radio show. So it's the kind of show on internet radio that someone would essentially make an appointment to listen to. Kind of thing that says, I want to catch that show on a regular basis. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks. Any, any more? I think that's it. We've run out of time. Thank you way. very much. Thank you very much for your time today and look forward to your entries this year. Can we can, all can, remember can, the radio... Uh, radio can can yeah? I steal one commercial second? Those of you who fancy my crazy socks, this is about World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October. Okay? You'll be hearing a lot about crazy socks day, so watch out for these things. <laughs> We've been trending two days in a row. Can we make three times the charm? So please keep tweeting with the hashtag RDA and hashtag storytelling so we can have another day of trending uh, on the awards. Also ask any questions that you haven't been able to on the hashtag.